You're listening to the Design Your Dream Year podcast, a place where we discuss all things mindset, manifestation, self-healing, and development to help you create the most fulfilling, freeing, fun, and abundant life possible. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, friends. It is Allison from Wonderlast.com coming to you on this glorious rainy day. I personally love rainy days, and we have not had one in well over a month, so I am extra excited about all of the rain, although I will admit that on rainy days, uh, it's really hard to want to like be productive and get things done because when it is raining outside, all I want to do is just lay on the couch and relax all day. And speaking of that, at the time of this recording, uh, Monday, March 9th, it is actually International Napping Day, which <laughs> is kind of hilarious. I mean, there's really a holiday for everything. If you look up just fun, random holidays, there's pretty much a holiday for everything every single day of the year. But just in case you did not know, Monday or just March 9th in general is International Napping Day. Although I never take naps because I am not good at taking naps. I, I just cannot fall asleep. If I take a nap, it's like I have to sleep for at least two to three hours and then I wake up and I'm super groggy, more tired than I was before. And if I try to take a short nap, I just can't because I'm so aware of the fact that I'm gonna have to wake up soon that I can't fall asleep. Yeah, it's a dilemma. So anyway, I will not be taking a nap for National Napping Day, but maybe you will, maybe you did. And if you did, I hope it was lovely. Anyway, let's not talk about napping. Let's talk about today's topic, shall we? Today, I am gonna share some of the woo-woo rituals that have really improved uh, my life and my business over the last two years, actually a little over two years. And by woo-woo, I of course mean the more spiritual stuff, the inner work stuff, the metaphysical stuff, the more new age stuff, whatever the heck that you want to call it. And I, I haven't shared too much woo-woo stuff on this podcast, but over the last almost two and a half years, I have dove in deep down into the woo-woo rabbit hole, and now it's just become a really big part of my life, uh, big enough to the point where I can no longer not share some of it, and I can no longer not incorporate it into some of what I teach and how I help entrepreneurs. And I actually got started down the woo-woo rabbit hole, and I have shared this before, but I got started down into the rabbit hole uh, at the end of 2017, because then I had decided to do business coaching with James Wedmore. And if you don't know who he is, he is awesome. He has a podcast called the Mind Your Business Podcast, which is just incredible. It's all about the inner stuff and how it relates to business. Anyway, he's great. But I did business coaching with him, signed up at the end of 2017. And he it was like the biggest investment I had ever made honestly <laughs> in just in general and the thing he told me at the beginning of the year together he was like allison he's like the inner work should be your top priority this year it is 95 percent of the work and i was like what you know like i wanted steps and strategies but no i got told that i needed to do the inner work and make that my number one priority and so i was like you know what i'm gonna go all in if i'm gonna be paying you to coach me and you're telling me this is what i need to do then i am going to do it and growing up i was definitely one of those teacher's pets where when there was an assignment i would like go all out and make it the best i could 
good and it needs to be the best in the class. And so I went in when he told me that I was like, all right, you say that I get ready because I'm going to go all in. And I didn't necessarily want to go in and be the best in the class, quote unquote. But I did go in with a very open mind and a willingness and just kind of a determination to really stick with it, even though I was feeling a little bit skeptical and just, you know, a little bit of hesitation. So that's kind of how I got started. And so January 2018 was when I really got started with um, all of the other things. Like I got started with like meditation and stuff, which I will share here in a bit. Um, but yeah, that's how I got started. And then I basically fell in love with all the things. So it's like the more that I learned and the more that I applied, the more that I was beginning to feel the difference, to see the difference, the, the bigger the positive impact that was actually happening. So I began to get into all the things, energy, manifestation, law of attraction, crystals, um, which it now makes sense to me uh, looking back because growing up and as a child, I always loved like the mystical, magical, wonderland type things. Like Alice in Wonderland was one of my favorite movies and my first business was a wedding photography business and the name of that business was Alice in Wonderland Photography, which I thought was pretty clever. Um, and you know, like if you're familiar with my brand, you know that it has had things like unicorns and catacorns at the, at the forefront. Um, so I've always just been really fascinated by just, you know, the more imaginative stuff and the, the magical things. And I have been completely obsessed with space and the universe for basically my entire life, learning about it and learning about black holes and energy and how everything works. And my mind just boggles. And so pretty much uh, the love of all things woo woo was just waiting to happen. So yes, and then my love for all of the woo got taken to the next level a few weeks ago when I went to Costa Rica to participate in four ayahuasca ceremonies and I had a completely life-changing and transformative experience which I did share on my podcast a couple weeks ago. So if you're interested in learning about that, that is definitely the weirdest episode I've ever done. But man, I got incredible feedback on it. So thank you if that was you. But I mean, it was an incredible life-changing experience. If you want to hear about it, it is episode number 74. So I guess you could say that in this episode, I am officially coming out of the woo-woo closet. So in addition to, of course, the concrete and tactical, you know, business strategy steps uh, and things like that that I share on this podcast, I am also going to be sharing a little more of the, um, I don't want to keep saying woo-woo over and over and over again because that'll get old, but I am going to be sharing some more of the inner work stuff and the, you know, magical things like the metaphysical and things like that on occasion as well. So fair warning, there's going to be some of that sprinkled in because it is a big part of my life and it's making a huge positive impact. So I can't not share it. Whew. Okay. So now that I have prefaced this episode with a little bit of backstory so that you know where I am coming from, let's dive in to the woo woo rituals that have improved 
and continue to improve my life and business. But before I dive in, super quick, gotta let you know about the really cool giveaway that I am doing this month, the month of March 2020. Uh, for those of you who take like two seconds to leave me a review of this podcast over on Apple iTunes, because I've said it before, I'll say it again, every single review helps me out so much because they are what help my podcast to get seen just like every platform there's always an algorithm and reviews are the thing that tell apple podcasts "Ooh, this podcast might be good because people are leaving reviews let's show it to more people and so if you enjoy this show if you enjoy the episodes you've been a listener really would appreciate you taking a second to leave me a review because that is the best way that you can show your support even if you're not interested in the giveaway uh taking a second to leave a review is super helpful and it just takes a minute but if you do leave a review as a thank you for leaving a review i am giving away an enrollment to my mini course called integrate for free and in this mini course i show you exactly how i use my favorite project management tool of all time called trello which you can sign up for for free and i show you how i use it in order to run my business and to supercharge my productivity and business results and i literally use this tool every single day of my life. I could not live without it. It is where I create my work schedule, organize all my tasks. It's where I plan out my year, organize all the business things that I use over and over, like passwords and links, bits of copy. Uh, it's where I run my team. It's where I do customer research and so much more, so many things. It is my business hub. And so in the mini course, I walk you through not only exactly how I use it, but how you can use it for your business. And I literally give you all of my templates for everything and the best part about this mini course is you can complete it in one day so one day away to having a clean organized business that runs like a well-oiled machine it's gonna allow you to be way more productive and to get better results so if you would like to be entered into the giveaway for the opportunity to get your hands on this juicy mini course for free like I said all you got to do is take 10 seconds to leave me a review before March 31st so to leave review simply open this podcast up on apple podcast so open the apple podcast app search the taking perfect action podcast then click on it and then if you scroll down you'll pass some of the episodes and then you're going to see some bold text that says ratings and reviews and just underneath that you should see you should see something that says uh, something to the effect of write a review and then you click on it and you write a review and you don't even have to even write anything you could literally just tap on the stars um, but just one sentence even helps so much once you leave the review take a screenshot of it before hitting submit that's important because sometimes your review will disappear for a while uh, before it shows up again so screenshot your review as soon as you leave it before you hit submit and then just email that screenshot to my team at the email address customer success at wonderlast.com again customer success at wonderlast.com and bam you will be entered to win the giveaway and the giveaway winner is going to be contacted on friday april 3rd and let me tell you your chances of winning are pretty high because people always say they're going to leave a review and then they don't so the actual number of people who are entered by leaving a review is pretty small so your odds are pretty great so just saying um, either way thank you so much i appreciate the views okay but 
back to today's topic, which is woo-woo rituals. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to walk you through the things that I have been doing over the last two, two-ish, a little more than two years that have really been impacting me in a positive way. And some of these things are going to be a little more quote-unquote woo uh, than the others. And I also want to preface this by saying that a lot of these things um, are about intention. So a lot of them, yeah, you know, some of them are more spiritual, things like that, but a lot of these are about intention. So it's not like you have to do these things in order to, you know, experience uh, positive results in your life, but intention is really powerful and being conscious of your thoughts and your behavior and things like that. So a lot of these are all about intention. However, some of them are about more of the scientific stuff uh, like energy and things like that. But yeah, so just want to start off by saying that. So anyway, okay, diving in, no particular order. These are the rituals. So number one, meditation. And this is how I got started. This is what, this was my foray into the rabbit hole uh, back in January 2018. Um, I, I'm not going to share too much about it because I actually talk all about this. I did an entire episode all about how I ended 20 years worth of chronic anxiety. Um, and that meditation is like the key factor that that was allowed me to end my anxiety. Extremely powerful. So if you want to hear more about meditation and how I got into it and what I did, uh, then check out episode number 12. It's the one called How I Ended 20 Years Worth of Chronic Anxiety. But that was what I began doing initially. And I will say at first that I had tried meditation before in the years prior and I just couldn't get into it. First of all, I had all the excuses like, oh, well, you know, I'm super busy and I have like 20 billion things to do today. So how is me sitting on my butt doing nothing with my eyes closed gonna help me like get things done you know like that's a waste of my time and then when I would try to do it I would just struggle with like you know oh I can't do this I'm bored or oh I can't do this you know I can't clear my mind which side note it's not about clearing your mind um, but anyway so I just I had tried to do it because I kept hearing about it but I couldn't I just wouldn't and then when I committed to doing it when I signed on with James and I was like okay I'm gonna do this no matter what because he says it's important I really stuck to it and I challenged myself to do it for 30 days non-stop um, 30 days either just one to five minutes a day. And so I started with one minute a day over the course of 30. I worked my way up to five minutes. And by the end of those 30 days, I was feeling the positive benefits. And I also want to point out that it took a full basically 30 days in order to experience the positive benefits. So that was another reason why I kept quitting on it before is because I would meditate for a day or two and be like, what the heck, this isn't working. Like, I'm not feeling these magical effects that people talk about. No, it took me 30 days daily of consistent meditation in order to start, you know, feeling the benefits. So if this is something that you want to try, which I highly recommend, it's free, you can do it anywhere, it's so powerful. Just keep in mind that it's it's going to take a bit. It's a, it's a, it's a habit, it's a practice, and to really feel the effects, you need to do it consistently for a while. It's like it's like the gym comparison where it's like you can't expect to show up at the gym one or two days and then be in shape and then you suddenly 
not need to go anymore. The gym is all about consistent, consist, or just working out in general. Forget the gym, just working out in general. You gotta do it consistently if you want to experience the benefits. And then once you're experiencing the benefits, you have to keep it up if you wanna keep up with the benefits. So meditation is really, really powerful. And if you are interested in some of the resources, and again, I share more of the resources in episode number 12, but um, the Waking Up app by Sam Harris is a great app to get started. Um, they have a free version, but there's also a paid version available, which I use. Um, it's like a yearly fee. It's basically like enrolling in a course. So what it is, is it's daily meditations that you get access to, but then there's also like different types of meditation. There's a crash course on meditation. It's really, really good. It's good for the uh, ex newbie. It's good for the experience. So it's a really great way to get started, especially if you're like, what the heck? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so check out the Waking Up app by Sam Harris. Another popular one is um, Insight Timer. I never actually use that one, but it's one I hear people saying, you know, saying things about all the time. So that would be one to check out as well, but I can't vouch for it since I've never used it. Um, that's a great app. And then also the book Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza was also kind of my gateway into the meditations and how it really does affect your physical body and the stuff that is happening in your body. We're talking about your cells and your, your nervous system and all of that stuff. Like, oh, so fascinating. So that is ritual number one, meditation. I do it first thing in the morning. So when I wake up, um, when before I even get out of my bed, I do 20 minutes of meditation first thing. Um, and then I do it again at night, anywhere from 10 minutes to 20 minutes, sometimes even up to 45 minutes. I will meditate before bed and it's a great way to start my day, great way to end my day. And I will sometimes also do it in the middle of the day or whenever I feel like I need it. Um, the second woo-woo ritual that I do is I have an altar. <laughs> so, um, and you probably know what an altar is, and there's different types of altars, but basically an altar serves as uh, both an invitation and as a reminder to uh, maintain conscious and, and conscious Okay, I can't talk. Maintain a conscious appreciation, there we go, uh, for all the things that bring you meaning into your life. So like on the altar, you can have things that serve as reminders as to what is important to you and also uh, reminders as to where you're going. So you can have spiritual artifacts, um, just anything that's gonna remind you of what's important or where you're headed. A lot of shamanic altars will also have um, things on there to represent all the different natural spirits, um, all the natural elements of the world. So earth and water and wind and fire. So it's a great place to be really mindful and to do things like meditation. So mine is in my bedroom. That way I can meditate uh, near the altar. And so like I have some incense on my altar. I've got candles, uh, really nice candles. I've got a shamanic feather, which I'll talk about in a second, or a smudging feather. I've got some really pretty um, shamanic beaded bracelets that I got when I was in Costa Rica. So it's just filled with all these different little things, little, little things that remind me of, you know, what's important, where I'm headed, things like that. So I've got an altar and I love to use it in the morning when I am meditating or whenever I'm meditating, because as I mentioned, I meditate more than once a day. The 
third woo-woo ritual that I do is hypnosis. Oh my goodness, I love hypnosis so much. Um, you may or may not know exactly what it is. You might be picturing like the traditional Hollywood movie depiction of it where there's like a psychologist and they have like a necklace or a metronome and there's someone laying on the couch and they're, you know, counting backwards and they're, you know, that's not exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and it's not about like mind control. Um, hypnosis is just how you access your subconscious mind so that you can retrieve information that is stored in there. And also it's a way that you can access your subconscious so that you can rewire how it works so that it is working for you and not against you because you can't access your subconscious mind when your monkey mind, the one you are very familiar with, the one that chatters all day long, you can't access your subconscious mind when your monkey mind is going nuts. And so basically hypnosis is certain techniques to get really relaxed, to get you into the alpha brainwave state if you wanna get really nerdy, um, so that it basically stops the mind chatter and you're able to get into your uh, subconscious. So it's really, really powerful and so it's a great way to get it working for you and not against you because 95% of your reality your reality that you see out in front of you right now, it is a result of your subconscious mind and only 5% of your reality is from your conscious mind. Like mind blowing, look it up, it is crazy. So think of your body like a computer and your subconscious mind is the software. Most of us are completely just, we are running on outdated software that no longer serves us. In fact, like the, 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 okay, this is another mind-boggling statistic with a subconscious mind. If your subconscious mind is like the program that is running on your body, which is the computer, most of the programming for your subconscious mind is done by the age of seven. So between the age you were born and the age of seven is when all of those like core beliefs and things like that are put into your subconscious and they are still affecting you to this day. And so most of us are running on completely outdated programs. And so hypnosis is a way to go in and reprogram that. And so I love to do hypnosis in the morning sometimes, right when I wake up, but most often I will do it before bed. So this is one of the key, and I won't go too much into it, um, but basically hypnosis is something you wanna do when you're relaxed and you wanna be into that, getting into that alpha brainwave state. And so it's great to do hypnosis as you are kind of getting ready to drift off to sleep. You're not sleeping, but you're close. And so that's a way to really soak into your subconscious mind. So feel free to look more into that. I won't go into it anymore, but um, Joe Dispenza, I mentioned him with the meditation. He is also another great resource. He's how I got into it. His book, Becoming Supernatural, is amazing, changed my life. It talks all about reprogramming your body and your subconscious so that you can actually heal yourself. You can reverse things like all different types of diseases, cancer, like all the things. Um, and he also has a fabulous series called Rewired. Uh, I don't think you can watch it just anywhere. I have a subscription to a basically a metaphysical Netflix um, called Gaia, which is completely awesome. 
and I watched it on there. But if you don't want to read the book Becoming Supernatural, his series Rewired is basically the book and it is so, so good. And I recommend it because it has amazing visuals. Amazing. It's got amazing visuals. Amazing visuals makes it really easy to understand. So check that out. Um, but yeah, so hypnosis. Uh, the fourth woo-woo uh, ritual that I do is breath work. And this is something that I really got introduced to a couple weeks ago when I went to Costa Rica. Um, and it's, um, I had no clue how powerful it is. Most of us just, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, we forget to just breathe properly. Our breathing is shallow. It's just, we're not fully oxygenating our lungs and our entire bodies. And so taking just a few minutes each day to actually breathe and to fully oxygenate our bodies is huge. Like that alone is huge because your body needs that life force, which is the breath, to function properly. And so that alone is big, but not only that, but certain types of breath work, as I learned on my trip a few months ago, can actually help release stuck energy and emotions. I'm talking about the things that you have repressed. So a lot of us repress things if something traumatic happens or if we get upset or if there's like an emotional event where we're really triggered, something happens and we get really sad or we get really angry or whatever it is, a lot of us will stuff that down inside of us. It actually gets stuffed down into the tissues of our body, the actual energy. And I keep saying energy, energy is an actual thing. Like it's an actual scientific thing. We're all made of energy, um, but it gets stuck down inside of you. And so um, a lot of times, you know, whether we try to heal it or not, sometimes it remains stuck in there. And I experienced this firsthand on my trip. I did my first breathwork class and I, I talked about this in the actual episode. So there I did, like I said, I did a whole episode on my ayahuasca trip. I think it was episode number 74. So I won't go super into this, but basically during the breathwork class, um, when I arrived to Costa Rica, I had come with a ton of sadness stuff down. Um, my mom had died when I was 15. I had a lot of trauma and sadness and guilt over that. And I had tried to heal it over the years on my own. And so, but regardless, it was still down there. I had so much sadness stuffed down inside me. And during the breathwork class, um, after like 30 minutes of doing this breathwork technique, I was not thinking about anything. I was, my mind was clear. I was not thinking about my mom. And out of nowhere, I just started bawling. We are talking full on bawling uncontrollably. And so all of that stuck energy, all that stuck sadness was coming out. Or like you could hear other people in the room. Some people were releasing, like some people were laughing. It's just crazy. So anyway, all of this to say that breathwork is really healing and it is great for getting out stuck emotions, stuck energy. Plus it's just great for your body physically because you're fully oxygenating it. And so I will do breathwork first thing in the morning as well. So I actually do that the very, very first thing. So I wake up uh, when my alarm goes off or sometimes before my alarm and before I even get out of bed, I do at least five to 10 minutes worth of breath work, literally laying in my bed, I'll prop myself up with pillows. And then after that is when I go into 20 minutes of meditation. And I will also say that it is amazing for giving yourself energy. Like you will feel so much more energized once you've done some breath work. And last little side note about breath work, but with certain types of breath work, you can actually achieve a state where it is like you're basically on a psychedelic. Like if you have done ayahuasca before 
um, or things like that, you can achieve a state of where it's almost like you feel like you're on one, like an altered state, but you're not. You're just doing breath work. So you can get, uh, you know, random insights and downloads. You can see things. You can see visions. Like I shared in the episode number 74, how I saw a fox. It was absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool healing tool that I use now every single day. So I highly recommend it. Go look it up on YouTube. I'm sure there's lots. I haven't actually looked it up on YouTube, but I'm sure there are a lot of different uh, just information about it. There's a lot of different tutorials on it. So highly, highly, highly recommend. Really powerful. And again, it's free and you can do it pretty much anywhere. Okay, so the fifth woo-woo ritual is EFT, AKA the Emotional Freedom Technique, AKA tapping. So you may or may not have heard of this before, but basically EFT is an alternative treatment for physical pain and emotional distress. And some people also call it a psychological acupressure. Um, but it's basically a technique where you are tapping the body in certain areas while saying certain things to help create a balance in the energy and to treat pain. Um, so you can look this up. I have done it before, but I will say that since I started doing the breath work, for me, the breath work works better. Um, so they can both do similar things. You just kind of have to figure out which one is right for you. I know some people who swear by EFT, they do it every day. I personally, I got, I got some benefit out of it, but for me, the breath work is like, 10 times more powerful. It just works much better with me. So I prefer breath work, but this is definitely something that a lot of people love and do. It's something that I have done and I liked it too, but now I just like breath work more. So definitely check it out. Um, if you wanna check it out, I do recommend a guy on YouTube called Brad Yates, Y-A-T-E-S, I believe. He has a ton of like, just walking you through the EFT stuff on YouTube, like all different types for all different things. So definitely a chuck him out. Okay, so moving on to number six, the number six woo-woo ritual I do is sage smudging. And this is something that is becoming a little more mainstream, which is <laughs> like you you can walk into Urban Outfitters and see sage. Um, but basically the ritual of sage burning uh, has its roots in Native American tradition and it is used to cleanse a space or an environment of negative energy and to generate wisdom and clarity and to promote healing. And I will admit that I was a little skeptical of this before I went to Costa Rica. Again, Costa Rica is episode number 74. I've been referencing a lot. Um, and I was a little skeptical of the whole like, let me walk around my apartment or burning this plant and things like that. I did it still because I kind of just, I was intrigued by it but I didn't fully believe in its effect until I went to Costa Rica because I saw the shamans doing it during the ayahuasca ceremonies um, and it was really powerful. I experienced it firsthand. For example, um, I would be, I can't go, I won't go into it too much because like I said, there's a whole episode on it, but basically ayahuasca um, takes out of you the stuck like traumas and energies and all of the, just the things that are not serving you anymore. And so sometimes something will get stuck. Like for example, my sadness, I was at one point during one of the ceremonies bawling, I could not stop. And so one of the shamans came over and they were doing things and they blew like sage all over me and it helped, like it was just like magical within like a minute or two, it like passed and I was able to stop crying. Like 
crazy things. So anyway, um, sage smudging is something that I do. I will for at least once a week, if not more, I will walk around my whole apartment, smudge the heck out of it with some sage. I will smudge my body um, with my shamanic feather that I mentioned I have on my altar. So it just kind of helps to move it around and to help move the energy around. I will smudge my crystals <laughs> to clear their energy. Yes, we're getting very woo here. Um, but yeah, so that is one of the things that I do. Anytime that I feel Feel like um, there just needs to be a clearing like if I have been feeling really negative or some type of quote-unquote negative emotion um, if I'm feeling kind of stuck whatever I will use the sage and for me it really helps along those lines uh, woo woo ritual number seven I do something now called bitter and sweet baths so these are similar to sage smudging in that a bitter bath is a mix of different uh, sacred plants and herbs uh, that have usually been prepared by shamans and the preparation process is actually important uh, because they put a lot of work into it and they like are doing blessings on it and setting intentions with it and stuff like that. So the preparation part is really important itself, um, but it's basically like a brew of sacred plants and herbs, kind of like a tea um, that you put onto your body after you shower. And then of course you let it, you know, soak into your skin. So you let it air dry, um, but it helps to cleanse and remove the negative energy that can block uh, new good things from coming into your life. And so this is something that I learned a few weeks ago, again, when I was in Costa Rica, um, and that I felt, I literally felt the positive effects of, so I've started doing it. But usually um, you use the bitter bath right after you shower for anywhere from three to seven days, and then you follow it by something called a sweet bath, for the same number of days. And so <laughs> I know this sounds really weird, um, but I had, I just, it, it, it works. It works for me. And I saw it work for so many people when I was in Costa Rica. It's crazy. What the heck? So yeah, I do bitter and sweet baths now. Basically, um, any time where kind of like the sage, where I'm just feeling off or if I've been around a lot of people who are negative or, you know, whatever, I will take a shower. I will use the bitter bath and then do that for anywhere from three to seven days and then follow it up with some sweet bass. And moving on to woo woo ritual number eight, I also use something now called Agua de Florida. Um, and this is again used by shamans and it is believed to have kind of like the other two things um, to have cleansing and protective properties, but it's also believed to attract healing spirits. And so I put this on myself in the morning, uh, usually after my bitter bath or sweet bath, whichever one I've done. And then I'll also put it on in the evening and during the afternoon, pretty much whenever I need it. But again, this is all about intention. So I'm not just like wiping water that smells really good on myself. I am really intentionally like putting it on there with the intention of releasing something, um, letting go of something. And yeah, this has just been something that's been really powerful. It's again, something I learned in Costa Rica that I experienced crazy effects on, uh, like during like effects with, um, like during the ceremonies, even after the ceremonies were over. Um, you know, if I was feeling off or even in physical pain, for example, on the last day, again, I share this all in episode number 74, but on the last day, the last ceremony after it was over in the morning, because it was an all night ceremony, I was feeling physical pain like everywhere, like random aches and pains in my shoulders and my lower back. In my, it felt like I had been hit by a truck. It was really weird. I never had that before. 
And so I went up to one of the shamans and he did like a healing circle. They were doing a healing circle for everyone to kind of close out the four ceremonies. And one of the things that they put on me was this Agua de Florida. And what the heck, lo and behold, minutes afterwards, the physical pain that I had been experiencing for a few hours prior was gone. Like, what the heck? So yeah, so that's something that I do now. Um, but yes. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on. I'm getting, I, I don't know, I, I'm getting kind of flustered talking about all these woo rituals because it's not something I've shared with a lot of people. Um, but whatever, I don't care. I don't care if I sound weird. These are things I do and they work for me. So yeah, I'm going with it. Okay. I still have some more. So moving on to number nine, a uh, woo-woo ritual is crystals. So crystals have, of course, become rather mainstream. Again, you can go to Target nowadays and find crystals. <laughs> but I think with crystals, it's, it's really all about energy. Um, so you can use things, use them for things like healing, manifesting, crystals, everything is energy. So uh, again, I'm sounding really like here, but everything, and this is scientific, everything is made of energy. Everything that you see, you're made of energy. The object in front of you is made of energy. Energy is everywhere. And there are different types of energy and there's different types of energy that are actually measurable. And so each crystal holds within it a different type of energy. And so crystals are used for energy work for things like healing and manifesting, things like that. And with them, it's also important to have intention again. And I fully believe like if you go into learning about crystals and using them with uh, just an open mind and belief that they can and were, will work for you and with intention that they will versus if you go in like, what, whatever, like this is stupid, this is a rock, it's not gonna help me, then it's not gonna work for you. So I think it really is about being open-minded, intention. Um, but yeah, so those are crystals. So I've got crystals all over my apartment, <laughs> like everywhere. I use them when I'm meditating, I will hold them. I just bought a book, which I highly recommend called Crystal Muse. That is the name of the book. Um, I don't remember the name of the woman, but if you just look it up on Amazon, you'll probably see it. Um, it's a fairly new book, I think, within the last couple of years, but it is awesome. And it has all these different, like, cool different rituals that you can use for different areas of your life for healing and for just basically improving different areas. So really cool. I love crystals. Plus, they're really pretty. So even if you don't think they're going to work, crystals make a great decoration. The 10th woo-woo uh, ritual thing that I do is rapé. So rapé is yet one more thing that I learned about and experienced while in Costa Rica, but basically everyone took rapé at the beginning of each ayahuasca ceremony before taking the ayahuasca. And what it is, is it is a legal, um, legal in the U, I think it's legal everywhere, um, but it's a legal sacred shamanic medicine uh, that has been used by healers of the Amazon for literally thousands of years. And so it's typically a blend of tobacco and a lot of sacred herbs and plants. So it's like a very fine powder. It actually gets blown up your nose, <laughs> which feels a little uncomfortable, um, but it gets blown up your nose and it is a very uh, healing and cleansing plant medicine. So it's used for things like grounding yourself. Um, it's used for stopping the mind chatter. So it's great for meditation. It's used for healing and it's great for decalcifying 
spine and opening up your third eye, aka the pineal gland that is in your body. That's an actual thing and it does get calcified from things like fluoride and just toxic chemicals in the environment. Um, so yeah, so that's what it is used for. And I definitely felt the positive benefits of this while I was in Costa Rica. I was like, holy crap, it did stop my mind chatter. It did help me feel more grounded. It did give me like clarity and insight, like just like boom, boom, boom. And so I have begun to use this in my own meditation practices. So when I am meditating, maybe once or twice a week, I will use some of the raw pay. And again, just like everything that I'm talking about, it's all about intention. So Rape is not something that you want to use just like all the time, like willy nilly, just let me just take some. Like, no, it's about the intention behind it and having some sort of tort of having some sort of practice behind it. And so that is another tool that I have added to my woohoo uh, tool belt, but it's really powerful. And just on a like a little side note, I, I do believe that it is very healing on physical levels, on emotional levels and it's just like any of the other type of plants like let, let me just say like marijuana for a second like I don't like you I, I I have done I have done that when I was in Colorado where it's legal but like think about how it is being legalized in a ton of places now for medical use why because it is healing it is a plant that is actually proven to heal so many different things in your body and so the rape, this is legal, but it's like all of these medicinal plants that you are essentially blowing up your nose. So anyway, yes, we're getting we're getting all over the places on today's episode. So anyway, that is rape. Um, you can look it up. It, just look up. Um, it is spelled like an unfortunate word. It is R-A-P-E, but it has a little um, slanty line thing over the the E. I don't remember what it's called, but just look up like shamanic rape. Uh, Google it. Google it. Okay. Few more woo-woo rituals that I do is uh, number 11, oracle cards and tarot cards. So you probably know what these are. Maybe you don't. You can Google it. Um, but I will use these in the morning. Not every morning. But what I believe about them is like some people believe that, oh, you draw cards and they predict your future and, oh, there's magic behind them and, you know, things like that. Um, I personally use them to give myself a different perspective or insight or to really kind of tap into my intuition. And so I will frequently pull out my oracle cards in the morning and I will come in with a question or usually, usually a question that I want an answer to or clarity on or insight about, and I will draw a card and I will use that to, like I said, to help come at something from a different perspective, a different level of thinking to kind of tap into my intuition. Um, so yeah, so I love using those. Tarot cards I have, I don't personally know how to use them yet. I purchased some um, a couple months ago, haven't really started using them, but I do go to this guy in Kansas City who does amazing tarot card readings, and my sister is also great at those, so they're just always really interesting. I have experienced weird and uncanny things with tarot card readings. I had one last summer from this guy who I do go to, but it was, no, this was like a couple summers ago. It was the first time I had ever gone to him, ever. He didn't know anything about me. Uh, at the beginning of the session, I didn't tell him anything about me except for my question, which was just kind of a vague question. Or no, I didn't even tell him the question. I asked the question in my mind. So 
he really knew nothing about me. And all of the entire reading that he did was like uncanny details that were very specific and true for me. Like crazy, like my mind was blown. So that was like my entryway into that a few years ago. And I was just like, what the heck? How do you know that about me? That is crazy. Like, for example, just, just to give you an example of how specific it was, one of the things that he told me was that I would get a really fancy espresso machine to start making latte art with. And that is very specific. And that is something that was very, and still is very true to me because I have always wanted to learn how to do latte art. And it's been on my wish list of things to have a really nice espresso machine. And so it was like that level of detailed insight, but like a ton of it. So anyway, that was just weird and so cool. Okay, so I have, let's see, I have four more woo-woo rituals. So moving on to number 12, and this isn't really a ritual so much as it is just a tool, but I use Shungite <laughs> to block EMF rays from electronics. So what the heck is Shungite in case you're like, what are you talking about? Um, Shungite is a black kind of really pretty, lustrous, uh, non-crystalline mineraloid or mineral um, consisting of more than 98 weight percent of carbon. And so it basically neutralizes electromagnetic emissions from things like computers, cell phones, iPads, Wi-Fi appliances, all of the things that we have in abundance today. It basically neutralizes um, all of the that uh, to so it transforms okay hopefully this is making sense it transforms all of the harmful man-made emfs that come from those electronics into waveforms that are more compatible with our biology and again this is something that can be measured this is not just like speculation this is something that can actually be measured it is fascinating because we all know like a microwave like obviously it is doing things it's got waves coming out of that like you can put a bowl of soup in there and then a minute later it's like boiling hot so anyway it's just fabulous um but i kind of believe that having all of this kind of man-made you know crazy stuff pounding into our bodies from all the electronics that we're there we're surrounded by um, might not be the best so i use a shungite plate um it's like a plate it's like a, a the the square piece of shungite that i put my phone on at night um because it's i sleep with my phone right by my head so it charge charges and so i use the shungite plate as its little base so that i am not sucking in all of that emf waves as i'm sleeping um i also carry a little shungite rock in my purse so that when I'm carrying my phone around, uh, it's like the portable version. And then I also have a Shungite bracelet that I sometimes wear if I'm gonna be holding my phone a lot. So this is just one more slightly weird thing that I do, but uh, it's super interesting. So yeah, there is that. The 13th woo woo uh, thing that I do is just various manifesting rituals. So you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you. It's it's pretty mainstream nowadays manifestation and law of attraction and things like that um, but so I love to do just various things like visualization and different meditations and really focusing on being intentional with who I am being and the thoughts that I'm having uh, because basically law of attraction is 
at its heart, it's just essentially like attracts like. Like energy attracts like energy. So if you are completely always focusing on the negative stuff and what you don't have, then you're going to attract more of that stuff. You're gonna attract more, if you're always focusing on you know the lack of money that you have, for example, then you're gonna to continue to attract more of that versus if you're focusing on uh, you know, the stuff that you want as if you already have it, then you're going to attract more of that fascinating stuff. So anyway, um, I do a lot with uh, various manifestation things, really bringing the law of attraction into my life. I try to, as much as possible, be living as if everything that I could possibly want it has happened already. So, and this is just awesome. Like I've been putting this into play for the last two years and it just, it's so empowering to like, if you get to the point where like, even if it's not physically in your reality yet, like let's say, um, let's say you want to manifest e your dream house, for example, it gets to the point where even if it's not in your physical reality yet, you truly believe that it's already done and you already have it. And so it's almost like you don't even need it anymore. It's just, it's, it's crazy. So this is super powerful. And it's now actually one of the things that I teach in my course, your next level year. Um, but yeah, so doing that is really powerful. Even if you don't believe in like the law of attraction, which Look up the universal laws, they're very interesting. <clears throat> cough, cough, side note. Um, look up the universal laws. But um, even if you're like skeptical, think of it this way. Basically at its core, it is living as if you already have everything that you want. Because when you think about it, we want certain things because we believe they're going to make us feel a way. When you get to the heart of it, if you start asking yourself, well, why do I want this? And why do I want this? Like, why do I want a house? Because I believe it's gonna make me feel it's going to make me feel uh, freedom or it's going to make me feel connected or whatever. When you get to the heart of it, we want things because they're going to make us feel a certain way. But when you start living as if you already have everything that you could possibly want, you begin to feel as though you actually have it. So like when you focus on feeling as if you already have everything you want, it totally changes your entire life because you are you're feeling as if you have it already. It's magnificent. I know I just repeated myself like five times. Um, so anyway, that and it's also just a another powerful tool, something that also helped me to heal from like my chronic anxiety and overthinking and things like that. So that is one more thing that I do. Um, yeah, so manifesting and law of attraction things. Most people know about that from the movie The Secret that came out a bazillion years ago, but there is a ton of great resources on manifestation, law of attraction. One of them, oh, I'll, have to, I'll have to link it in the show notes below. There's a really amazing book. I think it's called like The Practical Law of Attraction or something. I'll link it below, but it's a great book. So check out the blog post below this or the show notes if you're listening on the app because I will link it. Okay, two more woo-woo ritual number, uh, what number, 14? Yes, 14, um, that I do is intention setting all day, every day. You could see this as woo-woo, you could see this as not woo-woo, but regardless, intention setting is really, really powerful. So basically, when you set an intention, you are just getting clear on how you want to be uh, during the day or during the coming weeks. So for example, waking up in the morning and telling yourself today, 
I intend to be relaxed, or today I intend to have fun, or today I intend to be open to learning. And so the more that you can be intentional, the more, just the more, because think about how many, how, how many of us go through our life and our daily, our days just on autopilot. So many and much of what we do is just on autopilot. Our thoughts are the same thoughts we had the day before that and the day before that and the day before that. We're going through our routines kind of on autopilot. But when you begin to be intentional, you begin to be aware of how you're showing up to the day. And that's where you can start making really positive changes. And so I like to intention set at the beginning of every morning when I wake up, usually at some point during my meditation, I will set the intention of how I wanna go into the day. But then I will also set many intentions throughout the day. So like if I have, for example, a coaching call uh, for, for my course, Your Next Level Year, then I will go into that before the call, I will set an intention of how I want to be during the call. Um, or I will set an intention like before my workout, like I intend to go all into this workout even though I'm tired. So intention setting is really powerful, whether you're woo, whether you're not woo, this is something I highly recommend that it can make a huge positive impact in your life, in your business, like just in, and all of these things, when I say these grow my life, or when I have, when I said in the title of this episode that have positively impacted my life and business, they truly have because they have positively impacted me, which positively impacts my business. I've said it before on this podcast, the better that you feel, the better your business will run. Totally true. And so coming up into the last woo-woo ritual that I do now is ayahuasca ceremonies. So I already mentioned this a hundred times, but episode number 74, a few months ago, experienced my first ayahuasca ceremonies in Costa Rica. And so obviously this is not something that I do every single day. You cannot do it in the US, um, but it's something that I intend to do now regularly. So I actually am planning on going back in around 12 months, I've already put down my deposit to go back because it was so life-changing and healing and just incredible. And so this is something that I intend to make a part of my life for as long as I am feeling like I should. So that is number 15. And then an honorable mention is just yoga. So obviously I don't need to explain what yoga is, but it can be a very spiritual practice and it can, it's all about connecting to your breath. And so it's very healing. And I used to hate yoga and what can I say ever since I got back from Costa Rica I now love it <laughs> so it's something that I now do every day or every other day and it's just so grounding and it's just like oh, it's the most relaxing thing but it's so good for your body and just mm, I love it now so that is that is it so just a, a quickie recap of all the things that I mentioned I think I mentioned 15 things the woo-woo rituals slash tools that I do and use our meditation, I have an altar, hypnosis, breathwork, EFT, sage smudging, bitter and sweet baths, agua de florida, crystals, rapé, oracle and tarot cards, shungite for Ian whatever, the waves, um, various manifesting rituals like visualization, intention setting all day, every day, ayahuasca ceremonies, and my honorable mention, yoga. Boom, woo, okay, well, that is it. So just like almost every episode that I have, it is time to take action. And all I want you to do for today's action is I would simply love to hear from you. So I want you to let me know, do you do any of these woo-woo rituals? Or is there a woo-woo, is there a woo-woo ritual that you do do? Okay, 
<laughs> this is sounding like a really bad like Dr. Seuss poem. Is there a woo-woo ritual that you do do, which I didn't mention, um, or a bad song? Um, but yeah, just share with me. Like, is there something that you do that I didn't mention that has positively impacted you or your business? I want to know. So DM me on Instagram. You can find me at Wonderlass. I read all of my messages. I try my best to respond to as many as possible. You could also screenshot this episode, share it on your Instagram stories, and then tag me again at Wonderlass with any comments or insights that you have. It totally makes my day. I love hearing from you. And also, don't forget about the giveaway. If you take just two seconds to leave a review of this podcast over on Apple Podcasts and then screenshot that review, email it to my team at customer success at wonderlast.com by the end of the month, March 2020. You're going to be entered into the giveaway for my integrate mini cho mini chores. Good grief. I cannot talk today. It's a good thing this episode is coming to a close because I feel like it's going downhill. Um, but <laughs> send that to my team by the end of March 2020. You will be entered into the giveaway. And that is it for today. Thank you for listening. If you are still listening, this was a longer than normal episode. And yeah, I appreciate you. And I hope you at least found it interesting. All right. Have a freaking fabulous day. And I cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. Wait, don't go just yet. If you enjoyed today's episode, then I would seriously love for you to let me know. Simply take a screenshot of yourself listening to today's episode, share it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Wonderlast so that I can see it. And of course, feel free to share any insights, ahas, or lessons that you might have learned. Not only would this give me the warm fuzzies, but it would also help to spread the word about this podcast, which, if you enjoy it, would be one of the most meaningful ways that you could support the show. So take that screenshot, share it in your Insta stories, and tag me at Wonderlast. And who knows? I might just very well feature you on my Instagram. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.